is Free Talk Live. Phones are open here if you want to join the show. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, you've got Ian. And Aria. And Bonnie. There's been a lot of news ever since the Ukraine invasion or conflict or whatever you want to call it. Uh... On the money side of things, looking at uh, you know what's going on with the price of oil, who's selling it to who, how these uh, arrangements are being changed, and some people are predicting that this is the beginning of the end for the dominance of the dollar on Yay. the global market. Um, I mean, I'm not so quick to jump to that conclusion. I would like to see that happen, um, and maybe this truly will be the beginning of that if indeed what the let's say the russian government gang is saying actually ends up turns out to be true and that is that they intend to only take rubles uh in payment for russian oil from what they're calling unfriendly countries and that would include the european union uh, member states and the united states japan i think south korea and maybe one or two others it would certainly be interesting if that's the case i mean if if it does lead to the downfall of the USD, or at least the USD losing its status as the reserve currency of the world, because I'm not sure that the American economy can actually survive that. Why not? Because so much of the value of the dollar is built on the willingness of other nations to accept the USD as payment for stuff. That's true. And I'm not sure China would still be willing to tr- to accept it as payment for stuff if they can't use it right this mm. it's the same issue we run into with cryptocurrency not you and i lately yeah but with cryptocurrency and gold backs and stuff like that is people people like the idea and they may they may want to accept the currency but they have no use for it so they can't go spend it anywhere so why would they accept bitcoin as payment or gold as payment non-kyc crypto debit cards kyc stands for know your customer and there is a crypto debit card that i guess is being worked on that wouldn't require know your customer and that's a whole other story bonnie but maybe at some point we'll talk about that Uh, i know that you're keeping your eye on that development it's not here yet there's like an online version of it apparently i think there are at least some other ones other than dash direct that is available now because i saw without know your customer well naomi brockwell posted today about the crypto debit cards and she said there are even non-kyc options oh so plural. I, yeah it wasn't like an article or else i would have clicked on it but yeah i'll have to check that out because i'm curious to know what that's uh, about but that's a whole other story uh, but yeah you're right aria the it will be harder for the dollar to maintain in a situation like this where one of the major suppliers i believe somebody told me that russia was the number two uh, u.s is the number one russia's the number two oil supplier on the planet so when the number two oil... And isn't that absurd that the United States is importing oil from Russia while it's the largest oil producer in it the world? It doesn't make any sense. The Where US, does ours go then? The U.S. exports oil to other countries, hmm. right. including Russia, and it imports oil from other countries, including Russia. <laughs> when I first heard this, I thought, there's no way that's true. That has to be a misunderstanding. But I looked into it, and no, as it turns out, that's 100% true. It's a bizarre like shell game of contracts yeah. and obligations or whatever. It's super mm. weird, man. Someone's lying. Someone's manipulating large amounts of money, and the people are not benefiting from it. That, that much is certain. So first up, a story from RT.com, the website that most of the Western uh, governments in the world don't want you to read. And that is that India is ready to bypass the dollar in trade with Russia, they say. 
A mechanism allowing the switch to domestic currencies is expected to be operational this week. They say it'll be a system allowing direct rupee ruble payments. So the rupee is the India uh, currency and the ruble is the Russian one. And that had me confused for several weeks. I was like, India is doing this thing, but yeah, rupee and ruble. Say uh, that between Russia and India could be launched this week, according to the president of the Federation of Indian Export Organizations, FIO. Uh, He told CNBC on Wednesday the arrangement would allow India and Russia to carry out financial operations bypassing the U.S. dollar. Russia is effectively blocked from using U.S. currency due to Western sanctions over the conflict in Ukraine. According to the official, the Indian government is working on a proposal to allow up to five nationalized Indian banks to be engaged in the rupee-ruble trade mechanism. And discussions between the central bank governor, the finance minister, and the banks on the matter have already been held. The arrangement would let Indian exporters continue doing business with Russia despite the sanctions banning, among other things, international payment mechanisms in the country, such as SWIFT. It would also allow India uh, to continue to buy Russian energy exports and other goods. I know a lot of Americans are like looking down on India and feeling like India betrayed their friendship with the United States or whatever, but India is sort of neutral between the United States or the NATO blocs and Ukraine and Russia and all that. They, mm-hmm. they don't really have a dog in the fight, just like the United States doesn't really have a dog in the fight between Pakistan and India, right? Yeah. If India is betraying the United States over the, you know, continuing to work with Russia, then you, the United States betrayed India long ago by continuing to work with Pakistan. Well, I suspect that uh, the people of India get a lot more benefit from Russian oil than they do American oil. They're certainly a lot closer, and it probably yeah. benefits them more to have, you know, their next door neighbor on their good side than the country almost literally on the other side of the world. Yeah. And is it true that Russia is going to start backing the ruble with gold? No, I don't believe that for a moment. I think that was uh, Peakless Mountaineer who was suggesting that. There was a news story where they were buying gold and of course the Russian government has been buying gold for many years prior to uh, the Ukraine situation in preparation for, you know, a rainy day. But just because they're buying gold doesn't mean they're going to all of a sudden back their their central bank currency. But there was also this other story that said that India and Russia are going to create a new world currency system and it yep. would involve Russian gold. Okay. It would be a smart move. I don't think that's likely no. uh, because central banks have moved away from gold. And I mean, they realize that this limits them in their ability to wage war and, you know, inflate the currency and control their populations. But hmm. it would be a smart move if Russia wants to establish economic dominance now and for the next hundred years at least have a gold standard. You know, that's not going to happen. I mean, there's just I know no it's not going to happen, but it. Even I could get behind a Russian currency that was actually backed by gold. Absolutely. I think a lot of people would be very excited to know that one government's currency had all of a sudden become backed. But it's like, that's just not the way of the central banks. It's not, but it would be the reserve currency of the world for the next century, at least, if a if a country actually had the courage to do that. It would the be foresight. An, it would be an interesting move. But then again, like you know, you, got, you were pointing out before, how are you going to fund the wars? Right. I'm, I'm not saying they would do it. Yeah. I'm saying they should. <laughs> right. uh, yeah, it, it would be very a very interesting move if that happened. According to the Indian uh, minister, the Indian economy could profit from sanctions that Russia is facing as they give Indian exporters an opportunity to expand on the Russian market. It's like, mm. all right, well, if you don't want McDonald's and you don't want all these other American companies want to pu- uh, pull out, which many of them have, even though 
they're not prohibited from doing business in Russia. There's not a, a sanction against American corporations from doing business in Russia at this point. It's just that they want to signal how woke they are and that, oh, well, we're with Ukraine. Like, apparently Samsung is now removing the letter Z from its model numbers. Oh, my God. <laughs> what, what does Z, Z have to do with Russia? I've been they've seeing been, stuff. They've been painting it on their tanks. I don't hmm. know why. I, I assume it's got something to do with Zelitsky. I don't know. I, I don't, I'm not going to jump to a conclusion. But, yeah, it's somehow associated with Russia. So now it's it seems, not going to be in the Samsung model numbers. It seems weird that it would have to do with Zelensky because... Uh, there's this Russian YouTuber I was following, and he said he went to uh, Georgia, and he said he's been feeling really not at home in Moscow anymore. He said he doesn't like seeing big, giant things painted with the big, giant letter Z on it, mm. and it's just, that's kind of weird, right? Why I'm is sure there... someone could look it up and, and find out what the uh, the answer is to that. But, uh, but you know, this is a big opportunity. If American companies are bailing out of Russia, and almost all of the big ones are, we looked at a list last week that... It's the number of companies that are staying there is very, very small. What I don't get is why... That's a huge opportunity. Like, the Russian owners of Burger King, why did they comply with this, right? Because these are franchises, just like they... they, or they why not, if they're, if Burger King corporate's like, no, you have to close. Okay, well, rename your business Burger King Queen. What are they going to do, sue you? Well, yeah, that's the thing. Russian courts aren't going to uphold intellectual property law yeah, on these, in these cases. Uh, the number here is 603-283-6160. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever's on your mind, and you can weigh in on this, what they're calling now a new world financial order uh, that they say, that Moscow says, is coming. It's Free Talk Live. The phones are open if you want to join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Is a new world financial order coming soon? Well, in Moscow, that's what they're saying. And I want to believe it. I really do want to see the end of the dominance of the dollar. I am by no means a fan of any central bank currency let me make that clear i don't think the ruble is good i don't think the yuan is good or the yen or uh the rupee or any of these things as long as it's issued by a central bank and it doesn't have any backing to it then it's garbage to me i mean that's true but we know that the usd has used its status as the world's reserve currency to wage war pretty much for the last century unending ceaseless war and killed, you know, millions upon millions of people. Sure. Losing that reserve status is, I, I would prefer a different currency have the opportunity to have that reserve status simply because the U.S. has shown that it can't be trusted with that power. Well, none of and them no, can. None of them can be, right? But the U.S. has definitively proven that it can't. And I don't think that you're going to see an end to endless war from the United States simply no. because the reserve currency status ends. What you and and by by no means am I you know expert economist or anything like that, but the fact that so many people around the world use the dollar, including governments and also individuals, because there's some countries that don't even have their own fiat currencies, right? So like El Salvador is an example of this, where they don't print their own. They did it one time, I believe, and then they they stopped, and now they just use the dollar and they've added Bitcoin late last year. So there's a ton of places around the planet that use the dollar, and if that 
reliance upon the dollar goes down and other countries start buying oil in in the russian ruble and there's there's i think it was saudi arabia was talking with china about doing oil sales in yuan so if we start seeing a sort of multi-currency approach to these major purchases going on it will lessen the influence of the dollar and that means the dollar these other currencies may rise against the dollar on the world market Uh, that could also mean that the u.s government when they print money they won't have as much out there in the world and the rest of the world to dilute into right so like when they when they print out dollars right like the, right. that money goes somewhere it goes to the the politically connected people it goes to the people that know the politicians the military industrial complex the pfizers you know the uh the, the what do they call it the medical industrial complex so all these politically connected businesses they're the ones that get the payouts first right and then of course the money funnels down through well, it, it, to the people. I think trickles down yeah. is the word they like to use. Yeah, it trickles down to uh, to the population, and of course, in increasing the money supply, as we know, uh, is results in higher prices. So I think that if the money is focused more in the United States than it is around the rest of the planet, you'll probably see inflation go up faster within the United States because you don't have the rest of the planet using the dollars to sort of dilute uh the the inflation does that make any sense it does it's not going to be pretty for the average american who's already you know as we talked about the average american's already living paycheck to paycheck and drowning in debt and all of this other stuff it's not going to be pretty if these things come to pass and the u.s loses its currency as being the world's reserve currency the average american is going to suffer exponentially more than they are right now they're going to look at that gas pump and they're like man I sure do miss when Remember it was 450. Yeah. Uh, I think that they can stand to get a little less comfortable with um, the heinous things that their government does to people that aren't aren't only them and their immediate family, though. So, well, the good news is they. If you are concerned about what's going to happen, you can take steps to change your situation. Uh, certainly, it's harder now than ever before, especially if you're one of those people that's living paycheck to paycheck. To you know, break out and purchase other things like gold or silver or cryptocurrency or something else, real estate, something else that might. And of course, real estate could be in a bubble and might be crashing. Who who knows, right? Like we can't make. Well, at least have a place to go to instead of just under, a right? bunch of dollars that melt. Let's go to your calls and thoughts, Dave Ridley, calling from Colorado from Ridley Report. Go ahead, Dave. Yeah, so you guys must be a little bit familiar with Victoria Newland, the former U.S. ambassador to Ukraine. Never heard of her. Okay, so she is uh, like neck deep in this whole business that's going on. And, and uh, I guess a couple of weeks ago, she's now a high-ranking State Department official. And a couple of weeks ago, she was on uh, TV or, you know, in front of Congress, actually, and, and on TV, uh, busily admitting the truth of Russian claims that there are Ukrainian biolabs with U.S. involvement. Uh, and while she was busy admitting that, <laughs> after mm-hmm. all the media had been told to, to say it was false, uh, after she Well, they were misleading, that, as I understand it, right? It was that the United States military, what they admitted to doing was doing defensive biological research effectively. While the sure. Russians were saying, you know, no, that you were trying to make defensive. a biological weapon. 
So I don't think that. Yeah, how do you have defensive? That's what I'm saying. I don't think I don't think anyone in the West ever actually denied the existence of these facilities. They just Mm. said, "Oh no, we we don't have a a military budget. We have a defense budget. Mm. We we don't have a biological weapons facility. We have a biological weapons defense facility." Well, keep in (laughs) mind that they call the military the Department of Defense. Oh, I know. Yeah, they're they're full of it. So we know what they mean when they say defense. It means killing the rest of the world with insane violence. (laughs) Because defensive defensive bioweapons worked out so well when the U.S. got involved in it in Wuhan, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) But uh, anyway, so she's. um, By the way, the 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 guy that does the news during your breaks, the the news organization that does the pro government news during your breaks. (laughs) They, they, the guy from his little desk in New York or whatever claimed that the Russian claims were false because, of course, obviously he's a weapons inspector and has been all over Ukraine. So I heard it right during while I was on hold on one of your shows. I heard Mm -hmm. one of the most egregious examples of just pretending like all claims are false that we don't like. Right. But. Anyway, what's that news agency called? I always forget their name. Front front page news. uh, Feature story news. Thank you, Bonnie. Oh, God, they're awful. But anyway. um, Well, you know what? It was them or Fox. And uh, Fox is awful, too. And these guys uh, do a commercial free uh, newscast every every day and they are not every day but multiple times a day and it was great when we had daryl perry's uh newscast that he did once a day and he stopped doing that a few years back so unfortunately there is no pro-liberty newscast out there oh i didn't know he did that anyway while she was admitting that she also admitted something else i don't know if you get this is on the ron paul liberty port report something else that's even of more interest to americans she said quote we also work with the tech companies to try to take down false news stories. I'm, I'm sorry. We also work with the tech companies to try to take down false stories, unquote. Mm. So she uh, basically just had a swipe. Uh, okay, so there's this argument that, okay, YouTube or something like that, it's a private company. So they can take you down if they want. They're just acting on their property rights. Okay, she just threw that kind of all that argument right out the window. She's saying the government is doing this stuff. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, this is not news. I mean, we talked about this uh, months ago when the White House uh, spokesperson, Jen Psaki, was out there like, we tell Facebook which stories to pull out. Facebook yeah. admitted that they were already working with the state before the COVID story went uh, worldwide back in like February and January. They were under contract. 2020? From the- from the, yeah, in 2020 from the CDC. Thanks, Ridley. Appreciate hearing from you tonight. The number, if you want to join us, 603-283-6160. Yeah, big tech is totally in the pocket of the state, and you got to do something to get out from those systems. There are alter- alternatives. Do you feel like your country no longer holds your values? Have you dreamt of a place where liberty-minded people can come together and leave government overreach behind? There are many people just like you that are discovering FreePrivateCities.com. They start at FreePrivateCities.com and connect via the social media links shown there. All skills will be needed when the first of the Free Private Cities open. It's sooner than you think. Stop arguing and build FreePrivateCities.com. FreePrivateCities.com. Free Talk Live, phones open. You can join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. We're talking about uh, the world money situation, which now Moscow is saying 
Get ready for the New World Financial Order. One of the stories about that coming from RT.com, where India and the, Rus- the Russian and Indian government gangs are currently talking about a deal. Uh, which would allow a rupee-ruble trade mechanism to bypass the SWIFT international banking cartel. Because as you know, probably, the uh, SWIFT has restrictions, sanctions have been put on to SWIFT preventing... I don't think it's all Russian banks at this point, unless that's changed. I have not been paying close attention to that, but certainly the major ones, the ones that are tied in with the state and the big you know, Russian oligarchs, etc., this whole thing has been a really nice check on the American ego. And, yes. And I think the yes, ramifications of that are still going to be come, dropping down for the next year or two at least. But, you know, America's like, oh, we can completely crush Russia. We don't need them. We can just completely cut them off. And it's like, oh, as it turns out, the rest of the world doesn't need us nearly as much as we thought. Yeah, I think that's, uh, that's definitely an important thing that needs to happen. Even if the Ukraine conflict ends tomorrow, because they are in the midst of uh, ongoing peace talks, and apparently Russia has withdrawn from Kiev, supposedly, because they're hearing good things, uh, what they're calling, quote, practical. Um, the, the, the talks have moved into a practical area or something like that. That was what was reported yesterday. Anyway, if if all of a sudden the Ukraine thing, the violence stops... And the sanctions get lifted. I hope that Russia will continue to move forward with all of these plans of creating these alternative well, of payment course they rails. Would. Why wouldn't they? They know now that you know, yeah. if the United States wants to, it'll just say, no, we're not doing business with you anymore. And well, Russia's yeah. like, oh, well, we need to have alternatives in place. Just like it would be insane if suddenly the U.S. dollar collapsed and you know, we relied on crypto and gold to get run about to go about our lives and then suddenly the usd was back at full strength they were like oh yeah well, i guess we don't need that gold and crypto anymore yeah mm. that would be p- pretty pathetic to go running back you yeah. know crawling on hands and knees back to the dollar hegemony but and it is annoying that russia isn't just going we're going to start a new world currency order oh and there's already this amazing thing put in place called cryptocurrency so we're going to use it no they have to create another no, crappier they, version right because they have to be in control yep they are uh, open to the possibility of Bitcoin. They did I say, understand it. Yeah, they did say they would accept Bitcoin payments for, for energy. Oh. So whether I mean, or not... That's big! That's I a didn't huge hear thing. that. Yeah, that's a huge thing. Uh, whether or not any countries will actually use Bitcoin to pay. I mean, they should. They they do point out here, I don't know if it's in this story or a, or a different one. Uh, the one I've got in front of me is about uh, the India-Russia deal. But that it's complex, you know, to get these banking systems to work with one another. And it's a huge hassle that's one of the reasons why on the 31st putin had ordered that by the 31st and that's you know tomorrow uh that the they were only going to accept the ruble for energy exports uh for oil and and gas from the so-called unfriendly countries but now they're having to walk that back simply because of the technical difficulty of making that happen whatever the bureaucratic changes are that they have to go through of interfacing with their banks and talking with the bureaucrats and you know passing around whatever whatever stupid paperwork that they need to do they can't get it done by tomorrow so it's going to take some time yeah but you just made me realize that we're talking about what if the u.s loses its reserve currency the u.s has already lost that status has it I mean, clearly, Russia is no longer accepting it because you got to ask. You know, Russia is only going to take the rupee and the ruple as payment now. What were they accepting before? The dollar. The dollar. Well, it, they haven't done it yet, though. That's the thing. It was supposed to go officially tomorrow, and now they're saying we need more time. 
They need more time to work out the kinks, sure, yes. but they have no intention of continuing continuing to accept dollars. And I think the ramifications of this are going to be major, and I think they're going to be felt throughout the United States for the. They're going to make the last few years of government printing look like nothing. Yeah. Uh, back to the story here from RT. Quote, export to Russia is not much, only in agriculture and pharmacy products. This is someone from India uh, commenting. Now that the whole of the West is banning Russia, there will be a lot of opportunities for Indian firms to enter Russia. So this is you know, a business opportunity for fledgling uh, businesses there in India that have been waiting uh, for the opportunity to get into a major market, a, a major global market. Russia is one of the top 20 you know, global markets out there. It's, it's huge. It's a huge country. Uh, India's finance ministry and the Reserve Bank of India have not yet commented on the new trade arrangement. Unlike the U.S. and the EU, India has not criticized Russia over its military operation in Ukraine and has abstained from condemning Mom, uh, from condemning Moscow during the recent U.N. voting rounds. When asked whether India's continued commerce with Russia would draw Western ire, the spokesman said his country had taken a neutral stand on the situation in Ukraine. Quote, the government will take into account all the factors and is playing it very carefully, he said. India exported $3.3 billion worth of goods to Russia in 2021, including pharmaceutical, tea, and coffee products. In terms of imports, India bought $6.9 billion worth of Russian products, including arms and defense good, mineral resources, fertilizers, metals, diamonds, and other precious stones. They also import Russian oil, which we figured... Uh, with recent media reports stating the country's major oil refiner has now stepped up purchases of Russian crude over the past month. And they're also reportedly buying raw materials or considering buying raw materials from Russia uh, for fertilizer production. So, yeah, this is going to be good for business in uh, the country of India. What I think is really neat is that the only way out of this now for the United States to keep its currency as being the world's reserve currency is to get involved in the war with Ukraine and Russia, to, to declare war on Russia. That's the, that's the only card the United States could play now. And it can't play that's that. That's not going to get them out of it. Mm. That's Sounds just going to call for more it, money printing. It could put an... Well, yeah, but they don't care about that. They just no. want to keep the United States as the world currency. That way they can continue printing all the money. The ramifications won't be felt to here at home. So you're they can saying continue all of their nonsense abroad. The idea would be to go to war with Russia to crush them in theory and force them back into the dollar system. Yeah, but and they're they not going to do that. No, but they no have way. a nuclear bomb. Yeah, they have many nuclear weapons <laughs> in Russia and a humongous landmass yeah. with a with 140 million people. We can't even get libertarians to move to New Hampshire to be libertarians in their lifetime. But I don't think the American military could survive fighting in There's Russia no in the winter. I mean, they can't even take they can't even take on Afghanistan, right? Well, they weren't trying to. The, the wars in Afghanistan and Iraq they were they were sparring matches by the American military. They were meant to be fought, not won. I see what they, you're they saying. They were meant to keep the military sharp to test out our new get their military's new gadgets and their new toys and make sure that everything worked at the click of a button the way they needed it to work. Mm. You're in saying- preparation for some sort of major conflict, but this. They can't. They wouldn't win the war with Russia. There's just no way. Mm. I I get what you're saying about the conflicts in Iraq and Afghanistan. If they wanted to win, they could have just dropped a few nukes on Afghanistan. If they wanted to drop nukes, yes, they could have. But to to take over a country, you can't nuke the place. They didn't want to take it. um, They didn't want to take it over, though. As far as I heard from my dad, when he was in Iraq, it was to put a new government in power. Like, they were taking out one and they were putting another one in mm-hmm. purposely that was like and then the h- mission. hang around 
basically. You know, because the one they put in was incompetent. It couldn't <laughs> do jumping jacks and basic stuff like that. Oh, I forgot about that. I will never forget about the Afghan jumping jacks video, <laughs> ever. Like, whenever I feel depressed, that's what I watch to feel good about myself. I'm like, man, <laughs> I could only bend over and touch my toes for like three minutes earlier. And I was like, but that's okay, because I can still do a jumping jack. <laughs> so the ex-Russian president, uh, this is the guy, I guess, who was in before Putin, Dmitry Medvedev, has uh, spoken out saying the U.S. and the EU have tarnished their reputation by freezing Russia's central bank reserves, and he's calling this a new financial order. A new world financial order will be negotiated, and the West won't have the main say in it anymore, he says. The, quote, hellish, unquote, sanctions imposed on Russia by the U.S., EU, and their allies over the conflict in Ukraine have failed to cripple the country, but are instead returning to the West like a boomerang, said the former president, who is now the deputy chairman of the Russian Security Council. Indeed, speaking of boomerangs, the Russian ruble has come back. It's not completely back to where it was prior to the invasion, but it had a pretty big dip after the invasion, and it's mostly recovered uh, since then when compared to the dollar. There's more coming up here, and you can share your thoughts with us. 603-283-6160. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. Phones are open if you want to join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Here in the studio tonight, you've got Ian. And Aria. And Bonnie. Sorry, I was looking up something for Bonnie. I I found you something. I'll share it with you during the break. Okay. Now you're teasing the listeners. Well, it's about... (laughs) Bonnie had a question about people and their grammatical choices. people. Let's talk about it then. Old people and their grammatical choices. And it's uh, the apparently... Ellipsis, the ellipsis. Yes. The three dots, for those that don't know what an ellipsis is. And it's dot, supposed dot, to dot. be like a placeholder for like when you remove something or Correct. when you shorten a sentence or something like that. When you when there's a bunch that you omit because it's not necessary to the structure of the sentence, that's when mm-hmm. you use the ellipsis. And Bonnie evidently has observed that people of an elderly persuasion tend to misuse them and overuse them. And I've never really paid attention to that. I, I don't know if it's, is it an elderly I thing did, or just a, per, a person on the internet well, thing? The, the thing is, I didn't know that it was a thing. Like, I didn't know that people said that. I've just always noticed it. And Arya brought up this uh, website where people are discussing why do old people do that? And oh, it's, really? it's seriously a thing. I've just noticed, like, my grandparents will text me, hi, Bonnie, dot, dot, dot. And you'll be like, are you mad at me? See, what is that I, supposed to mean? I wouldn't think anything about it because, like, my grandmother will, at, at random, I think by accident, create a completely new Facebook profile <laughs> with no picture and then send a, then comment a completely random thing about me, something about my birthday or whatever, hmm. in all caps. I mean, old people... <laughs> And I don't mean all people over 50 or whatever. I'm talking yeah. like, like like an 85-year-old. I don't know how old my grandmother is, but like an 85-year-old mm-hmm. grandmother completely incompetent at using <laughs> technology, right? So dot, 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 or dot, dot, comma, exclamation point. I wouldn't bat an eye about seeing any of that from, you know, a, an older person. I certainly wouldn't jump to a conclusion that somebody was angry if they use an ellipsis inappropriate, you know, in an incorrect well, manner. Well, okay, if a young person that you are friends with, like Aria, messaged you, 
hi Ian dot 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 what are you doing today dot 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 no question mark would you be like what's up with her she's acting all sinister <laughs> and secretive <laughs> I, I don't I don't know I think you're reading way too much into it the well, idea that it's somehow sinister or secretive it it's just probably someone who like you said they don't know what the ellipsis necessarily means in the traditional English it's usage. like they want to use a comma but they use an ellipsis yeah, all the time. It seems like a pause thing, right? Because like sometimes... Uh, it, it does have that informal usage of also being a pause yeah. because it would be incorrect to put a comma in a certain place. So, But you do want to pause there for emphasis or whatever, so you use an ellipsis instead. I've certainly done that, but what the examples of you're talking about are people like saying, why dot dot dot, do old people dot dot dot, text <laughs> dot dot dot, like this dot dot dot, question mark. And you're right, I've seen stuff like that. It never occurred to me that this is old people or anything but mm. i just say it i'm like okay that's that's someone who has some peculiar method of typing they are probably typing in a way that they feel like they're speaking hmm. i that's just a, a stretch on I've my part i've always been a complete grammar nazi to be honest grammar just made total sense to me like since i was young even on text messaging and uh, no, on text messaging, I don't t- type completely perfectly, but I will judge people for extremely ridiculous things like the wrong there, 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 or okay. your there, there, and yours, yeah. and things like that. I, I silently judge, judge them. I, I don't like call them out on <laughs> me it. either. Me either. <laughs> but if they don't know the difference between like they are and this belongs to them mm-hmm. as in there, then. Yeah, I'm going to judge you for that, dude. That we learned that basic in, stuff. Yeah, we learned yeah. that in like the third grade. You're yep. a functioning adult. You should know the difference by now. You should know the difference between you are and like this thing is physically yours. It belongs to you, your. And uh, it just makes total sense to me. And somebody who is really good at math might completely judge me silently if I'm like, oh, what is something minus something? So it's not like I think I'm better than them, but it's just something that I don't understand how other people don't understand. And um, well, I would I would silently judge if you're like oh, what is 11 minus 4 right and you like broke broke out an abacus or whatever you just guessed oh, it's about six right <laughs> yeah but and that's the level that we're dealing with when we talk about you are and you're and there it, it is that, that basic level of understanding stuff that we also learned in the second and third grade that people should just know by now uh, i'm looking back just to see in the chat room tonight just to okay. see who has used <laughs> the ellipsis or the more than an ellipsis, where uh, NM, who said something nice about you earlier tonight, Bonnie, says, use Bitcoin, don't use it, and then several dots. I, I and don't that's know the many. other thing. Sometimes they'll use four dots, and it's like, that's not even ellipsis. That's nothing. <laughs> yeah, I think you're being I way like too... how worked up she is. Yeah, I think you're being way too concerned with people's use of the, the dots. I gotta agree with her on that. That when, I, when it's more than three, it does... It's an extended pause. Now you, <laughs> now you know. Now you know someone is not using the ellipsis. They're not. They they probably don't like. They're not using the ellipsis to re- indicate that they've taken some sort of statement out. They think which, that the more dots means a longer, a longer pause, and pause. that's even dumber than not knowing what <laughs> an ellipsis I, is. I wouldn't call that dumb. I think that that's just. I would call it unnecessary. Right? Like yeah. I used to write for this website called uh, Cubed Three, and mm-hmm. it was owned by these these British guys who the the editors would take every time you use the word while and they would replace it with whilst they would take oh. off the e and they would put st instead and that is the most completely superfluous st there is nothing conveyed by the word whilst <laughs> right. that is not except pretentiousness yeah. that is not conveyed by the word well and i called them out on this and they did finally stop doing it but that's the same issue here <laughs>
There's nothing conveyed by five periods that isn't conveyed by three. Well, if and it's three six is periods, correct. if it's six periods, you know it's twice as long of a pause. But, it, <laughs> but how long is a pause? This isn't a quantified amount. No, we don't know. Here, we so, don't know right? how long and a three, would, three period pause it is. It would be weird to pause for twice as long as a normal pause if somebody was just talking to you. But it's still just one pause, right? Yes. <laughs> one extended pause. Uh, another example actually came right up after it. David Fox says, you can't use Bitcoin at all, ellipsis. It's useless unless someone wants to exchange it for something that is useful. And see, if he well, said... That's incorrect. If he said, you can't use Bitcoin at all, period, I would just think a person saying a statement. But mm-hmm. when somebody says, you can't use Bitcoin at all, dot, 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 it sounds like I've been burned before. But this you know, is serious. That's a good point. That That is a complete sentence. You can't use Bitcoin at all. It's a factually incorrect sentence, but that's a complete <laughs> sentence, right? But he didn't punctuate it like his, he didn't capitalize the first letter. No. And he didn't just use a period at the end of it. None of these comments are complete sentences. And like when I type on YouTube or Twitter or something, I'm going to type in a complete sentence because I'm not an illiterate three-year-old and I know <laughs> how to do that, right? But most people don't do that. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, you're in the minority. Yeah, there's something... Right? There's something about the informal approach that people like about the internet, and that's why they don't capitalize the first letter of the sentence. That's, and that's right. why it's they, lazy. They seem hesitant to actually complete a sentence properly. And I'm more like it scares them. I'm more okay with that just informal writing that gets the point across than when people stylize their writing for no reason. Like people who capitalize every letter seriously drive me so crazy. You mean? Uh, so it's like a headline. Word. Oh, every every word. Okay. Sorry, yeah. of every in, in the a whole sentence. First letter of every word. It's so weird. Like, mm-hmm. why did why did that start? And where did that come from? And why would that be cool? It's like people do that to look cool, and I don't get how it's cool. Wow, I don't recall seeing many people do that, but I believe you that people do that. I've seen it here and there, but yeah. I mean, not like a pervasive thing. I've certainly seen the ellipsis thing more, and the just complete failure the, yeah. to make a correct sentence. The Even, ellipsis is very common for sure, and, and it's like. The the person doesn't even know that that would be correct to end it with a period. For some reason, they must not know that, or else they wouldn't have taken the taken the extra time to put two more dots. Well, it would not be correct to end it with a period because the first letter of the sentence wasn't capitalized. Oh, well, I can't see it from here. So uh, maybe there's some connection there where we find that people are more likely to use ellipses when they don't capitalize the first letter of the sentence. So they're just bad at. They're just bad at making complete sentences. I I am pleased to see that there are some actual complete sentences from some of our chat uh, chat participants in here. Nice. That's good. That's above average. Right. That's refreshing. So Uh, these people say it's not difficult to identify an old person online hmm. just by the way they write. Interesting. (laughs) If you know they're old, I I think this is probably a... um, What's the word I'm looking at? It's not, it's not self-fulfilling prophecy, but uh, confirmation bias, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so you know this person's old. So when they do these things that you recognize as an uh, old person, boomer. you're like, yeah. Like my grandmother randomly saying things in all caps or commenting, you know, happy Valentine's Day <laughs> on a picture from six years ago or whatever. <laughs> okay, but wait a It's like, okay, yes, old person. All right. So how do young people insert a pause into their, like, how do they show a pause in their chat? I'll tell you how, and it's even worse. <laughs> They break a single sentence across 16 or 17 different comments. So they're like, mm. here's four words, they press enter. Here's six words, they press enter. Here's three more words, enter. How yeah. about the one where they put a period after each word? Like to emphasize each word, like, I this am telling is you. Yeah. Bad. 
that's I've kind seen of a that pause, one. right? That's kind of a it pause. It somehow doesn't bother me as bad because you know that they're doing it on purpose to make a point instead of the, the person the pe- doing the ellipsis is doing it on purpose. No, they just don't know that it's wrong. All right, your thoughts are welcome <laughs> at 603-283-6160. You can join us here on Internet Etiquette or whatever's on your mind. Maybe it's Russia too. Whatever. Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live's video archives have been on Library for years. Library is an uncensorable, decentralized, blockchain-based media sharing protocol, and we're big fans of it here on Free Talk Live. In 2020, Library launched Odyssey, a video sharing website to compete with YouTube, and it's really taking off, now with over 1 million channels, many of whom are disaffected YouTube creators. During YouTube's crackdown for not towing the government line on COVID, the Free Talk Live YouTube channel started receiving strikes and could be completely taken down at any moment. Thankfully, Odyssey started offering live streaming, so we're now streaming live every night and posting our video archives permanently to Odyssey. You can watch live or anytime on our Odyssey channel by visiting video.freetalklive.com. If you want to go all in, download the desktop app at lbry.com, and then every video archive you watch, you'll help seed and keep it online forever. At minimum, we ask you visit video.freetalklive.com and follow us on Odyssey today. Video.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live. Phones are open here. We can get you in if you dial in at 603-283-6160. You can bring up anything that's on your mind here tonight. You've got Ian. And Aria. And Bonnie. Whether you want to comment on the New World Financial Order. As uh, former president of Russia, Dmitry Medvedev is saying, is it's happening now. It's coming soon. Uh, he is now the deputy chairman of the Russian Security Council. Or you want to weigh in on the debate over the ellipsis? Yes, the three dots. Yeah, man, if, if you pause there, she's. Just, if you want to weigh in on the debate, the ellipsis. Or you could do a double pause for six. <laughs> And we're talking about the uh, the inappropriate or overuse of the ellipsis, and I think that it's you know the English language can change over time, right? So like the standard use of the ellipsis was to remove a thing from a statement, right? So like a long quote right. from you usually see it used when somebody's quoting like a passage from the law, where they can just cut out a whole bunch that's not relevant mm-hmm. and then put an ellipsis in and make it sound like a sentence. And as I understand it, written language has always been very different from actual spoken language. Like we don't sure. write any, anywhere near the way we actually speak, right? Mm-hmm. They're, they're, we constantly speak in incomplete sentences, sentence fragments, all right. of this stuff, but that's not the way we write. The texting... Well, we didn't. St- now we do. That's what I was getting at. The yeah. texting and stuff that people use online and, and Telegram and on Facebook, that's probably the closest written speech has ever been to actually spoken speech. Right. Well, I, I always... Uh, one thing that I always do that I judge myself for doing, but I'm not going to stop because it just... It, works and i speak like this is saying where are you at i'm like oh i know i ended a sentence with a uh, A preposition preposition and you're not supposed to do that i say where are you at sure it's it's quick so and i don't and i go back and forth i'm like i know the english language should be allowed to to change and live. Of course, where are they you is say also that three about words. Prepositions, but the reality was that was created by like this one American bishop who wanted English mm. to be more like Latin. And oh, in, really? In mm. Latin, it's impossible to end a sentence in a preposition. Because it's a of, stupid rule. It's mm. a completely stupid rule. And yeah. Beavis and Butthead do America 
made so much fun of that joke, and it was wow. brilliant. Oh, really? Yeah, and we can't we can't use the sentence they used here on the show, but <laughs> there was one sentence in there where if you try to recompose that sentence so that it doesn't end in a preposition, you're going to give yourself a headache. Let's go to Farmer Garrick on the line in Illinois. You're on Free Talk Live, Farmer Garrick. Farmer Garrick, going once. Farmer Garrett going twice. He was there. I'll put him back on hold. Maybe he's in a bad cell. Let's try instead. Sam calling from Ohio. Sam, are you with us? Yeah, I'm with you. So, Ari, you said last night that you have more gold backs than you did dollars? At at that particular moment in my wallet, yes. I was was physically carrying more gold backs than I was dollars. But to be fair, I only had like $8 in actual physical cash on me last night. Oh. Now, is it real easy to spend gold backs in New Hampshire? I used them today to buy a pizza, and I used them yesterday to buy a, two burritos. So it's it depends on where you go, uh, only, right? You yeah. Can, you can get a picture frame, a custom picture frame in Manchester for gold backs. You can possibly get a cow in Croydon <laughs> for gold backs. Um, you can get all kinds of food really? for gold backs. You yeah, can- when you're dealing with the uh, the people in the liberty movement, it's almost certain that they're going to take alternatives to the dollar, whether we're talking about cryptocurrency or whether we're talking about gold backs or an ounce of silver. Uh, amongst the the community, you're going to find a lot of acceptance. Not not quite 100%. So, well, how but do they make change for a gold back? Yeah, you don't. You round up or you well, round you down. Can you can if you want up. to. I, I know that uh, the old uh, Pho Noodle restaurant, formerly known as Pho Keen Great, now uh, changed their name to Funky Noodle in downtown Keen. Uh, they do give change for the gold backs there. See, I'm not a fan of that. I think that's lunacy. I wouldn't pay in one currency and expect my change back in a completely different currency. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't think that it should be done that way. I I like what you're saying, but I understand why businesses do that. Like, for instance, if somebody comes in... in my mind, it's... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Because in my mind, it seems like if you're going to make change for gold, you do it with silver just because it's precious metal. At least it's a similar-ish currency. Yeah, I would allow that, mm-hmm. right? Like if my order was $18 or whatever and I handed them you know, a, a, a five gold back and they gave me back $2 in silver, which is what a tenth of an ounce or whatever, I would be... I would not object to that. But it's I mean, getting too complicated. Yeah. You, cannot <laughs> expect, uh, you cannot expect a cashier who can barely count... To begin with, what is eleven uh, minus seven? It's like six, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, you cannot expect the help to be able to figure out. Oh, you've given me this amount of gold backs, and I owe you a silver dime uh, in you know in change or whatever. Well, we have not... we have point of sale systems that you know they could be programmed to calculate this stuff. There could be, but then you've got to have silver dimes on hand. Yeah, and I'm not saying the that would be good. Needs to know I that just wouldn't dime... object to it. Then right. the customer needs to know that the silver dime is ninety percent silver. Only if it's before 1964, and there's like all these details that are just not going to work as far as a any kind of system is concerned. So yeah, I think worst case scenario, if you use a gold back, you're out three dollars worth of gold. Oh, it's not the end of the oh. world. I mean that that that's a tip cushion effectively. So just presume you're tipping the business that extra three bucks and carry on with your life. That's the way I look at it. Um, but then again, we are activists and we are people who want to see these things be utilized. And so we our incentives are different from maybe the average person. And we, I think, do want the average person to start seeing value in these alternatives to the dollar, right? Like we don't want it to just be this insider's club 
that only a few people use, we do want people to realize that there are other options out there and and start to value those other options. And some of those now, people, the the, some of those people are trying to get their bills paid at the end of the month, and you know they they might want to get their change. They might want to get some change. I don't know that I don't. I don't support that. Because the way if, they see it is they spent $4, and they want it to be worth $4 when they spend it. So I can see, see that. that's yeah. not how I see it, though. I spent yeah. a gold back. Yeah. I get what you're saying, but if you go into a, a, like, let's say, I don't think Corner News takes gold backs officially at this point, but if you were to go into a- If Roberta was there, I bet you could talk her into it. She probably would. She used to sell silver back in the day uh, that the activists provided her. But anyway, if you went into Mighty Moose Smart, uh, where you work, Bonnie- And they do take gold backs. And they backs. do take gold backs. And you buy the cheapest- item in the store like a piece of gum you know cost less than a dollar or whatever and it's hard to find something that's less than a dollar these days but if you were to buy the you know something that was hey, less- we have fudge on the counter that cost 49 cents that's really cheap for fudge so yeah 49 cent fudge and you hand a gold back over now you're talking about you know one a, f- a small fraction one eighth roughly of the value of the gold back has I'm going to do this tomorrow just to mess with Chris, okay? <laughs> I don't think he'll mind. But, the, like, no, you no. and I wouldn't care that much. In fact, what we would probably do is just buy more than one piece of fudge, yeah. right? Because that would be the easiest way to deal with that. I just want to see his reaction. Then you have a bunch of fudge instead of just one piece. Um, but somebody hey, else might... Arya? Go ahead, Sam. So you were also saying that you thought you wouldn't get robbed with it. And I would agree with you on that because, like, one of the bigger, like, precious metal dealers here in Ohio, they literally would not buy it if you had them to sell them. They would not. If you had them what? Run that by me again? If you had gold backs here in Ohio to sell, and you went into this one precious metal dealer, they would not buy them from you because they don't think they're gold. Well, so they're morons. you would not get robbed like you said. Well, that's stupid on their part. I mean, they, they can be melted down. They, they can be verified that they actually contain the amount of gold they're supposed to have. I mean, yeah, Finest known as a huge precious metals uh, online. I don't know if they're only online, but they sell precious metals and they accept it. So I'm pretty sure this pe- these people could get with the program like, oh, okay, our I mean, competition the United, does it. The United Precious Metal Association is like thumbs up the gold back. So. Well, that's kind of where it started. So, But why. I still agree with Aria that if somebody robbed her, they might be like, where's the green dollars like throwing the gold backs you know yeah they would not want the gold backs i'm confident of that i don't think you really have to worry about it we live in new hampshire the odds you're gonna get robbed here are pretty slim because there's people with guns everywhere uh sam thanks for the call tonight appreciate it the number here if you want to join us 603-283-6160 it's early though i mean people want to know oh can you go around and spend the gold back in a bunch of places and the answer is a surprising amount of places take uh, gold back at this early stage i'll be spending them friday when i get barbecue keep in mind uh that and, and by the way, it's usually a lot of the crypto accepting places that are open-minded and they're willing to take gold backs. They, they tend to kind of go together. Um, but the gold back people, the New Hampshire gold backs only been around for one year at this point. So we're just getting started with this. Uh, there's more coming up here. It is Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live. Phones are open here. You can join us at 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Joining you tonight, you've got Ian. Aria. And Bonnie. Bitcoin.com is where you can go to get started learning about cryptocurrency. 
uh, Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash. You'll get the basics when you click Get Started there at the top of the page. Lots of useful information at your fingertips. It's uh, something that's going to be around for a very long time. That is cryptocurrency. So you might want to start learning about it. It's never too late to get started at Bitcoin.com. Now, if you're already into crypto and you want to get the latest news headlines, they've got those for you over at news.bitcoin.com. That's news.bitcoin.com. As we go to your calls here, well, let's talk to Sarah in New Mexico. You're on Free Talk Live, Sarah. Um, let me, okay, let me get the, okay. Don't sit up oh, too I'm, quickly. Um, I just want to say, we are going to get those uh, red light cameras back in Albuquerque. Oh, no. So they want more people yeah, but, to die is what you're saying. Actually, we have the most highest uh, traffic fatalities uh, last year than ever before. In well, you're going to have even more with the red light cameras coming back. Are these the ones that turn red for speeders, or are these ones that detect people who run red lights? Hmm, that's what I was The thinking. latter. Okay. That's what a red but, light camera know, is. Wait, like, why will it kill more people? You, okay. The reason it kills people, this is the reason why they've actually gotten rid of red light cameras in a lot of cities, is because people know they're going to get a ticket. And so they're more likely to slam on the brakes as they are going through. I mean, it might not kill, but it'll like whiplash them. There's a lot of people that are going to get hit, Mm. like rear-ended. So rather than get the uh, risk a ticket, they will go ahead and slam on the brakes at a place at which they would normally not slam on their brakes. Normally, they might go ahead and go through the intersection. But because they've slammed on their brakes, the person who's immediately behind them then slams into the back of them. Well, it's their fault. They're following too close behind. Sure, but that doesn't mean it doesn't happen and that it's not the fault of the red light cameras. It happens and it's inevitable. I mean, there are times where you approach an intersection where you have to either speed up to go through or slam on your brakes. And there is no alternative because you're just there at the exact wrong time. But you love this, um, Sarah. You don't care. You don't care about people's lives. Violation uh, of the that, Fourth Amendment. That drive. You don't care about drivers' lives, I guess. You care about the pedestrians' lives, but the drivers don't mean that much to you, right? Well, it turns out, no, all of it. Um, oh. All of them. Pedestrian, traffic, drunk driving, drug driving, speeding, everything. All the crashes, they all went up. All together. That's what I'm telling you. And What are red light cameras going to do about any of those things? Well, we had actually lower fatalities and less speeders when we have those. But correlation does not mean causation. We also have had more people abusing drugs because of the lockdowns and their, you know, livelihoods being ruined. But anyway, this time we're going to rat people (laughs) out. This time what? If you let your... If you let your um, son or your girlfriend or your daughter drive a car and they're the one that ran a light, they give you some time now to say that this is not me in the picture. So then you could pawn off the ticket to somebody else that you loaned out the car. Otherwise, before then, you had to file a a stolen car report to say that it was not you because it would just get billed to the owner of the vehicle. Where's the news about this? Where did you hear that they're bringing this back? Because I can't find it's it. It's on the, the KKOB. It was announced uh-huh. on the KKOB. Huh. I will give so it to you, Sarah, is- that having some sort of mechanism for a person to let a friend drive their car and run a red light and the owner of the vehicle not be on the hook for whatever that person happens to do is an improvement. But it's also kind of obvious and it should have been there from the start. 
Like anyone with a brain will know, hey, look, sometimes people loan their cars to other people and we need to have some sort of system in place that allows people to say, hey, look, I wasn't the driver here. My friend was without them having to file a stolen vehicle report. Mm. Well, you know what? The, when things get started in the beginning, it, 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 it takes a while to get all the, all the lumps out. Oh, the, then, oh, so those people yeah. who got who were on the hook for fines for, you know, running red lights that they didn't run, they're just the kinks that had to be worked out. You know, the Jews who had to get put to death to make the perfect Nazi society, they, they were just the kinks that had to get there were the, some bops to get ironed out in order to have our perfect society. Right, Sarah? Well, I mean, it's not perfect, but now they got these um, speeding cameras. It's mobile. It's not a van. They felt like they have to have it in a van where it's got wheels on it, but now they got these little speed cameras that are mobile. You could move it from intersection and it's not inside a van. So, um, so it's, it's going to no be a response bit... to anything that I said at all. So it's like a drone. Is yeah. What I don't saying? understand this either. I thought most red light cameras were just attached to the red light. She's saying speeding cameras now. So she switched oh. from talking about red light cameras to speeding cameras. She just loves cameras. The more cameras, the merrier for uh, Sarah. The more tickets that they write, she really gets excited about that. Sarah, you got to break some eggs to make an omelet. But to get back to that point, what about the person who is the egg? That you know, They're being fined for this thing they didn't do. Or now they're in a wheelchair for the rest of their life because they slammed to the back of someone because they slammed on their brakes. What about those individuals who are being punished because of these things? Well, those people need to get the people that got T-boned because they ran a red light at, at but their they cars didn't, at they 50 didn't miles run a red an light. hour. I'm presenting a scenario where someone slams on their brakes so that they don't run a red light. And the car behind them slams into them, and now that car who slammed into them is in a wheelchair for the rest of their life because the person in front of them slammed on their brakes to avoid running a red light. What about that person who's well, not paralyzed for life? Those people need to talk to the people that got crippled and get their back broken because somebody did run a red light. <laughs> and they are the car. crippled person. Okay, so we're not eliminating the amount of people getting crippled. We're just changing the victim to someone else, to it, from one innocent bystander to another. And, and this is an improvement increasing to you. revenue. That's the thing you get with the red light cameras is more revenue. And Sarah thinks more revenue means... Uh, what, more Sarah? red light what cameras? Is, yeah, better, exactly better quality of... Uh, welfare tickets. Well, maybe I'll get higher rebate. Maybe that's a good thing. You know what I mean? You get a higher rebate? Yeah, more. What does that mean? So you get more money maybe back get... from taxes if person if more B people die. has a broken spine. You talking no, about welfare? No, I mean, because the traffic city... No, we had a lower fatality rate overall when we have those speeding bands, but your data is false. When you say right? you it get a higher have, rebate, like, biggest... does that mean you get more welfare? Well, I mean, it, get, it gets ponded out like that. Wait, Why not? What year did they get rid of the uh Several years the ago. She cameras. called about it a long time ago. Like more than five uh, years? Probably like four or five years ago, Yeah, right? about maybe 15 years ago, they had the vote and it got voted out. Sure. And you sure long. after all, all the these years, now that we have the you, New Mexico, has the biggest uh, number of fatalities ever, it can't have anything to do with the lockdowns that happened for the last two years? You don't think that it has something to do with that instead of there aren't red light cameras. Sarah, I, I bet most people don't know about the red light cameras. I want to make sure I, I understand do. this. You want more fines and more broken spines and more more fatalities because this means that you will get more money in welfare? Is that is that correct? <laughs> no, more fines means that they're going to stop speeding and stop running red, red no, lights. Gonna get, they're going to get caught and so okay. they're going to drive better. I thought she said That's more spines. I mean. That is not what it means. Thank you for the call tonight, Sarah. I appreciate it. Uh, no. <laughs> Fines have never made people drive better. 
might make them drive more risk, you know, more dangerously with more risk involved. If, like, for instance, again, to to stop quickly at a red light rather than go through, uh, that's actually increasing the danger to drivers. Which again is why a lot of the cities that had red light cameras got rid of them because it was actually hurting people. The increase to drivers is also increased because they're doing warrantless searches now. More coming up. Join liberty-minded voluntarists, anarchists, and libertarians from June 27th through July 3rd for the 6th Annual ForkFest at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. ForkFest is a fork of the Porcupine Freedom Festival, which sold out for the first time in 2021. ForkFest takes place the week after ForkFest, but ForkFest is decentralized, which means that there's no ticket cost and no one is in charge. All you have to do to join the fun is reserve your camping site, RV site, or motel room with Rogers Campground for June 27th through July 3rd. There's no better place to celebrate Independence Day than around other freedom-loving activists in the Shire. You can find out more at the unofficial website, forkfest.party. You can also connect with other attendees on the ForkFest Telegram and Matrix chat rooms, as well as the ForkFest forum. You can find links to those at forkfest.party. We hope to see you there. Forkfest.party. Yep, it's Free Talk Live. The phones are open. If you want to join us here, you can bring up whatever's on your mind. The number, 603-283-6160. With you tonight, it's Ian. Aria. And Bonnie. 603-283-6160. You can join us online. We do have our social media site. We're talking about how the... Or earlier, there was some comments on the big tech corporations and how they're doing the bidding of the state voluntarily. Well, you got to choose the alternatives. And there are alternatives. We've got one of them. It's a Mastodon system, which means that it's an open source, uh, self-hosted, federated system. So it's connected with the other Mastodons out there in the world, and there are thousands of them. Uh, But you can go to social.freetalklive.com to join ours and interact with some of the Free Talk Live hosts as well as other Free Talk Live listeners there. It's social.freetalklive.com. We're going to go to your phone calls and thoughts here. We've got Farmer Garrick. Uh, He said he was in a bad cell earlier. Are you with us now? I am. Excellent, sir. Yeah, what's on your mind tonight? Yeah, I caught you at the uh, end of the last hour, and you were talking about um, texting, email, or just communications with young kids. Mm -hmm. It was so strange because just today I texted... Uh, my nephew, so he just got at the age where his parents got him a phone. He's probably he's fourteen, fifteen, right there. Just had a birthday, mm-hmm. and you know, I I grabbed his cell phone that day, just programmed it in my phone, and then I haven't texted him since then, or even communicate with him. And I I just said, hey buddy, what's going on? How's the phone? And his response was, it good, thanks. And that mm. was it. <laughs> and it was exactly what you guys were speaking about at the end of the last hour. It good thanks, no comma, no. I, uh, and I kind of gave him a hard time. I texted him and back and said, Well, I'm glad the phone's working. I think we need to talk about your text grammar the next time we're oh, man. out. You know? <laughs> I just, it, it was just so strange that you guys were bringing it up. I usually just listen to the podcast and I just, because I'm out here working, and it's, uh, 
it it good thanks. Now, do you think <laughs> I mean, I'm a troll? So I would respond about I'm glad to hear it good thanks. <laughs> I yeah, I know, I know. But it's it's my nephew. He's just got a phone. He's just trying to, you know. I, I now I don't mean to be insulting. I, I don't mean I to be know, insulting, I but I, I have to ask: Is he not that bright? No, he uh, he's he, he's quite bright. Okay, yes. and okay. I th- I don't think that so that's a factor. It's just a young people thing. Young yeah. people text like that, and then old people yeah, type agree. wrong a lot of the times in a completely different way. What you're saying is right, they don't think so, it'd be like it is, but it do. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I just, uh, I, you know, this is probably, wouldn't he get the phone two weeks ago or less? And I just thought, well, you know, I want him to, in case he needs something from me in an emergency in the future, just to know that I'm out there. And, sure. you know, it's, I, I usually only do that once or twice with my nieces or nephews, mm-hmm. just so they know I'm here if they need something, um, you know. But I just said, oh, my God. Is, yeah, it's uh, it's frustrating. Now, if if you go back to the days when uh, let's go back, you know, fifteen years ago, uh, when people only had the dumb phones, as they call them, right? Where you had you know twenty oh, years. Oh, you ago, had whatever. to like hit the same character rep- two or the three same times repeatedly to get to the character yeah, you wanted. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So so it was like, oh, if it's you, if you want the letter C, you have to press the two button three times or yeah. two yeah. times or whatever. And uh, and so that you could give somebody the you could give somebody a pass, right? Like if they didn't want to find the comma button and switch through ten different <laughs> you know things before they get to you could give somebody a, a pass on that. But now there's a key for everything, and it's relatively accessible, so you don't really have that same excuse of you know now it's just plain old laziness. It right? is true no, that it, oh mm-hmm. sorry, go ahead. No, I, uh, what I even do sometimes when we're driving around, um, and so I'm not, I'm, I don't want to text if I don't have to, and I hardly ever do, but I will have my kids text for me on the way when we're heading somewhere, and I always tell them, do not send it to you. Reread it. Do you have a period? Do you have, you know, it, I mean, it, it's obviously text is not long. Just make sure, read it back to yourself and just make sure it makes sense. It, I, I don't know why people don't do this. See, that to me sounds like, like good etiquette. SMS, but you know the, the simple messaging system, just mm-hmm. an ordinary text message. That's where I'm laziest when it comes to grammar. Hmm. Hmm. It may not always. Be, it's not going to be something like it. Good thanks, or <laughs> you know, it do be like that or whatever. But that's where I'm going to be laziest. If if I'm going to use an abbreviation for like the letter U for the word you, that's where it's going to happen. At. That's probably not going to happen. But I'm just te- I'm teaching them now because. It, and it doesn't have to be long sentences or any. I mean, it's just text. You don't want it to be long. You know, you don't want to bore people. But it, it, you don't want it to look. You don't want to look dumb. You don't want. I would hope know? that people don't want to look dumb, and that's why I'm concerned that maybe many of these young people going to government schools are just not learning. You know, proper expression. And uh, but but you know it just could just be pure laziness. Th- thank you, Farmer Garrick. Anything well, else you want to share tonight? Did you ask your nephew uh, why he just responded with good. it? Good thanks. You know what? It honestly it was just like an hour ago when I responded, mm, okay. and all I said was we need to talk later, <laughs> and, I, and I'll talk to him. Hey Ian, uh, hey, uh, do me a favor, and you need to shout some of us out who are still uh, giving you money through PayPal. It's oh, always you. nice to hear our names every once in a while, even though we haven't gone over to Patreon. I sure hope right. you can actually still give through uh, PayPal uh, via That's Patreon. That's what I do. That's that what is- I've been doing for seven years. Yeah. No, no. But what I'm saying is you can actually join the Patreon and 
you use can PayPal use PayPal to do, to do that. Nice. So, well, yeah, thank you, Farmer Gary. I know. I'm just lazy. I it's don't just we we are pulling the num- the names from the Patreon because um, that's what I we're promoting at the moment. But yeah, we definitely appreciate the support and thank you. Yeah, you bet. All right, appreciate sure. it, man. Uh, yeah, and if you want to join the Patreon, you can head over to amps.freetalklive.com. That's a m p s. freetalklive.com. Technically, we actually don't get as much through uh, pay- through Patreon because they take a larger percentage. So it actually does kind of hurt financially to do that. But you get more features that way. You get the uh, the Amp Only podcast that way. If you care about that, that's that's a thing you get through the, the Patreon. Uh, and so you can go to amps.freetalklive.com, amps.freetalklive.com, and you will get the shout outs that way too, just because it's it's just easier for us to pull that info from them. Yeah, significantly easier. Yeah. Uh, so phones are open, 603-283-6160. Was there anything else we needed to talk about texting? I think we've covered that one, right? Oh, I have one more. Yeah. This is a thing young people do, and it drives me so crazy. It's okay. a huge pet peeve, is when you, you they want to start a conversation with you. Oh, I know what you're going to say now. So they'll just text you, hey. And you <laughs> have to respond normal, back. Though, right? No. You have to respond back, hi, what's, what's up? up? And then they'll say, nothing much. How about you? Oh, and then God. get to the point of what okay. they're talking about. It's so annoying. <laughs> if somebody just texts me, Hey, can I do this and instead of this four right, text just exchange? Just jump right into it. Yeah. Whatever it is you want. You're texting because you want something. Just tell me <laughs> what you want. Save everyone's time. <laughs> that, that's why I prefer uh, texting instead of um, talking. And that's one, one of the reasons I hate um, text-to-speech or people recording messages and sending me like a minute-long message or whatever because it then takes me a minute to listen to what they have to say. Mm-hmm. As opposed to just scanning through it with yeah. your eyes. Where if they typed it out and sent it, sure, it takes them longer, mm-hmm. but it'll take me like 10 seconds to read it versus mm-hmm. taking a minute and a half or whatever to listen to it. It's it's inconsiderate. If you have a message you want to convey, your your goal as a communicator is to convey that message in the way that is most convenient to the receiver of that message. Mm-hmm. And the whole uh, speech recorded speech getting sent thing i'm sure there's a term for it that i'm just blanking on that's the opposite of good communication it is 100 we have a friend who does the opposite of good communication i know (laughs) so do i (laughs) and i told him about this that it's it's selfish it's inconsiderate well of course and it what you expect from him and it puts (laughs) all of the all of the work on the receiver if i have i have to then go and decipher it i generally will only back when i used to use telegram which i'm not allowed to now under my bail conditions thanks to the crypto six situation but uh but when i use telegram i used to only do the recordings when i was driving just right, because which is sensible. if i hear the background noise of someone yeah. driving I'm like okay this makes perfect sense yeah. i don't want this person to die because they're sending me a message <laughs> right. uh the number 603-283-6160 that's 603-283-6160 you can share your thoughts on internet etiquette it is, seems like it's a lost art i think these days or the new global financial order coming up also Arya, you're going to tell us about americans that can't even live paycheck to paycheck That's on the way as well. It's Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. You're invited if you want to join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Whether you want to talk about internet etiquette or the lack of it or the situation in ukraine uh the russian 
statement here of the New World Financial Order is incoming. That's uh, what we just started probably like more than an hour ago at this point. Uh, And I do want to pick back up before we get into something a little more local about Americans and their living, not just paycheck to paycheck, but not even making it to the next paycheck. Aria has that story on the way. And again, the number is 603-283-6160. The story here from RT, they are citing ex-Russian President Dmitry Medvedev, who is now apparently on... The Russian Security Council, he's the deputy chairman of that. He wrote on Telegram that the hellish sanctions... Isn't it interesting that Telegram remains so popular in Russia? Even after the Russian government tried to take it down? Yeah. yeah. Like, I thought it was weird when, when that Russian news agency was out here last year or the year before, whatever mm-hmm. it was, that their preferred methods of commu- method of communication was Telegram. That is like, interesting. Okay, I. You know, I get it. As, that was my preferred method of communication, too, so it wasn't a problem. But it's like, yeah. they were Russian state media, and here's a Russian state official. Using Telegram. Using te- which is banned in Russia. It was. Uh, oh, it's actually, not now. Uh, it's funny you bring it up, because I was just reading an article about Pavel Durov, who is the founder of Telegram. He's a, a Russian, as I understand it, who ended up leaving Russia after the state was coming after him for creating Telegram, basically, which he made it, as I understand it, as a way to get around Russian censors and uh, internet restrictions and such. And they did ban Telegram for some time in Russia, and then I don't know why, but a couple years after that, they did undo that ban. So, Ooh, that's kind of suspicious. Well, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, right now, Telegram <laughs> is jumping the shark, I think, in a lot of ways, sadly. They've Do governments been... give back freedom very often? No, they don't. That's kind of suspicious. Uh, they've been doing restrictions on Telegram. I believe they agreed to censor certain channels in, uh, I think it was Brazil, in order to avoid being banned in Brazil. So governments have been putting some sort of pressure on Telegram, and Telegram has been crumbling, it seems like, under that pressure, which is a shame. But that's the ne- that's the nature of running a centralized service. I mean, it's you know they're going to get you at some point. They're going to co-opt uh, your centralized services at some point. There is an- I don't believe there is a centralized service that could become as large as a Twitter or a Telegram or something like that without being targeted for some sort of control by the state. I just this don't think it's point. possible. So that's why decentralization makes the most sense when it comes to communications methods and having a bunch of centers rather than just one or just a few. And, of course, that's where something like Mastodon comes in, which is a a Twitter replacement that is open source and can be self-hosted. Or Matrix. Uh, or Matrix, which is a chat server uh, system that we have. Our, we have one of our own. You can go to chat.freetalklive.com to get the instructions on how to uh, to get on our Matrix server. So these are two options, and I'm sure there are others. And there are some that are even now more decentralized. I remember right before the raid happened uh, on our studios and homes last year, which was this month when that happened. So we've now crossed the one-year mark. But right before that happened, we were testing out something called Manyverse, which was a... Inst- is a fully decentralized social media system, meaning that there are not servers that you have to rely on. You can set up a server if you want to, but by default, the program is set to run just on your phone and only interacts with the people that you know, basically. And hmm. it, can, it can actually work without even an internet connection because it can connect via Bluetooth or via Wi-Fi. So if the internet goes down, you could still 
share social media posts. It would just share very slowly because you would only be able to, to share with those people with whom you come in contact, uh, you know, that come into your Bluetooth right. range. And then when they go into other people's Bluetooth range, it would share your posts to them and, and so on and so forth. Um, it's kind of a cool thing. Yeah, it's an interesting concept. It was it's, really... It's like one of those mesh networks that people want to create, which which are fantastic ideas. Yeah. You know, if you can get people on board with them, I think that's where they all ultimately fall apart. But yeah, Correct. There, there has to come into existence some sort of decentralized method of communicating that is not the internet, right? It yeah. could be radios. Uh, radios seem to be resurging in popularity to a degree. That, that could be it. It could work. But I don't think that's going to be good enough. I think something... People want the... The data communication. Mm-hmm. And you're only going to get that with something like a mesh network or something like that. And obviously mesh networks, they haven't gotten off the ground. They're not the answer. But something like that, it, it's got to come into existence. Well, yeah. All of these things require participation. Whether you're talking about a mesh network or you're talking about this many-verse concept or a two-way radio, you if you don't have people who are willing to use the tech, you have nothing. You have a technical idea that might be a good one, but if you can't convince people to get on the radio and use it, if you can't convince people to try this new technology of uh, Maniverse and see how it works. And we did try it, and it was real clunky. It was like, it was like I wouldn't even call it beta level status. It's like alpha level. Uh, or at least that was a year ago. Maybe it's way better now. I don't know. I'm not allowed to use any social networks without asking for permission first uh, from, my, from my federal handlers. But it, I would say it had promise uh, because, again, you could use it. It was online by default, and you could have c- centralized servers to kind of help connect people that you could kind of join. They called them pub servers. And uh, it's a neat tech, so look into that one if you're looking for true full-on decentralization where no servers are even necessary. Uh, All right, so back to the story here. Again, former Russian President Dmitry Medvedev saying that the sanctions are returning to the West like a boomerang. He says this is hurtful for our, quote, friends in Europe and overseas. But while the West continues its, quote, fruitless efforts. I love that, you know, he characterizes us as his friends. I can't imagine the average American being willing to characterize characterize the russian people as their friends yeah well i mean i don't know many of them but the russians i have met have been very fine people i know but we're not the average american either right <laughs> I true. Don't, the average american right now is like oh russia is evil putin yeah, hitler so dumb i don't know any russians but i've been getting all these recommended youtube channels that are russian hmm. to watch recently which is really surprising to me like i would think yeah, they'd surprised. try to hide them from me i haven't searched yet but i just keep coming across these russian youtube channels and now i just really like them i know at least two russians one of them translated the the russian state-run media that was out here she this friend of mine translated mm. what was actually said about me it was pretty nasty as it <laughs> turns out but I mean, that's not surprising right yeah but um she was willing to translate it for me and that was really cool another one has actually i think been on free talk live well here's a surprise mm. russian people are like people oh, that's so weird they have feelings like other people so they're, they, they're like normal people, yeah. but from Russia. Right. And they're being, uh, being you know, 
hurt by a government just like most sure, people. Sure, they're being taxed and controlled and regulated and you know forced by their government gangs just like the rest of the world are. And they, they want a lot of the same things as the rest of us do. They want a nice warm home and uh, you know that they can sleep in with their you know and have a family and get the bills paid and I w- I wonder have a how long many, happy life. I wonder how many Americans right now who are critical of all Russians who don't stand up against the war or whatever. All Russians are bad to them right now. I wonder how many of them think that like thought at least in the early 2000s that all muslims in afghanistan are bad because they had some a sign that said like death to america and stuff like that it's probably a lot of them it's no different because their their country the united states's country the people living there their government was attacking afghanistan so of course they were you know pissed about it but it wasn't the united states people's fault but they were also you know indeed so, they don't see it the same way as, like, I don't know. While the West continues its fruitless efforts to restrict Russia, the world is gradually moving toward a new logic of global economic relations, toward upgrading the financial system, he said. According to Medvedev, the U.S. and EU have tarnished their reputation, he said, by blocking the reserves of the Russian Central Bank. Quote, it's impossible to trust those who freeze the accounts of other states, steal other people's business assets and personal possessions, compromising the principles of sanctity of private property. That's awesome. I mean, he's full of it, right? But I like the idea. He's a thug, just yeah. like every other you know, pro- former president I mean, anywhere. He, he's certainly not pro-private property. But I really like the idea of a Russian official going off on the American government about their failure to respect private property. To me, that's brilliant. Yeah. After the outbreak of the conflict in Ukraine in late February, the U- EU and U.S. froze nearly half of Russia's foreign currency reserves were $300 billion. Washington created a special task force called Klepto Capture to oversee the implementation of sanctions against Moscow and seize the assets of individuals and entities who violate them. So a little bit more here on the way. Your thoughts are welcome. What about the people of the United States? How are they doing under all this inflation? Turns out life is getting more difficult. And we'll get into that coming up here in Hour 3. This is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. Phones are open here as we kick off the third hour of the program. The number is 603-283-6160. In the studio with you, it's Ian. Aria. And Bonnie. 603-283-6160. On the way here tonight, we still have, of course, plenty of time for your calls and thoughts. Uh, We can also talk about the elites. Bonnie, you want to talk about people angry at the elites? Yes. We've been off and on talking about the uh, world monetary situation that is uh, developing now that the United States and the European Union, uh, Australia, and other places have sanctioned Russia. We've seen some interesting developments uh, happening where russia is talking with india about doing rupal and uh, ruby i think rupee trades and there's also uh south or i think it's china speaking with saudi arabia about doing trades in the yuan for energy Uh, so very very interesting things are developing out there that could possibly 
topple the dollar's world dominance. And that's sort of Man, the, I sure hope so. the general uh, gist of the show so far tonight. But again, phones are open here. Let's go to your calls and thoughts. Dan is in Nebraska to start things out here this hour. Dan, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, uh, Ian. And I I wanted to call in because, you know, I've been I've been listening to some of your guys' takes about the the Ukraine and in my opinion, I think we have a we have a duty to history to intervene in Ukraine and deal with Russia in the way that we have so far. Yeah, so go do it, dude. No, if you feel that way, yeah, you go do it. I don't feel that way. Yeah, why don't you go sign up? Well, for the, the Ukrainian reason, military. Oh, you want to send that's, other that's not people? How it's going to get fixed. I, I see. You want to send fixed. other people to die? I'm not saying to die. We haven't. We people, haven't particularly pe- been sending our people to die. People but die you, in war. But you think they should? Well, no, I don't. I'm not supporting boots on the ground right now. But I mean, what are you supporting? I don't see what. Well, I'm supporting the sanctions for sure. I'm supporting the aid, and I'd support more aid. And so you support I, uh, billions of dollars of American taxpayer money being sent to support a, another murderous government. The government we're supporting is by far the one being murdered more in this situation. I I get it, man. I'm just curious. Uh, at what point did you realize you were a Nazi sympathizer? I wouldn't consider myself a Nazi sympathizer. I mean, well, how, like, how many Nazi Ukrainians have a Nazi force, a Nazi division within their army, right? Like an actual literal Nazi division. You knew well, that, right? Uh, first, you, you're not advocating those, people those go fight in this Adolf war, Italian, and you don't even know. You're not advocating for people to go there, fight in this war, and you don't even know that some of them are Nazis, right? There were hardly any Nazis in that. Oh, just a, just a couple at this Nazis. Point, the ones that were, yeah, and they're not even well, in their I mean, own division anymore. They've been integrated into the proper Ukrainian <laughs> army, so now they're like actually Nazis in the Ukrainian army. The how many Nazis is incredibly negligible. Dan, how many Nazis do you uh, give millions of dollars to before you would consider yourself as a supporter of Nazis? How many of them? Well, I think that I would have to, it would have to be a point where these people can materially further Nazism in a meaningful way with that money, whereas I really don't believe that's ever going to happen with the Ukraine. So you didn't have an issue with the Unite the the Right rally in Charlotte, right? The amount of people who were even sympathetic to people like Bandera has been going down slowly over time. It was at its peak uh, in recent history with, under Yanukovych, and it's been just dwindling and dwindling ever since. On this trajectory, if we support Ukraine, you know, the Nazis will eventually just go down in number to the point where... Okay, question then, Dan. So you didn't have any particular objection to the, the, the Unite the Right rally that occurred at Charlotte a few years ago, right? Charlottesville. Charlottesville. Because, I mean, I mean they, I were, they weren't I materially... Support, I, don't, I, don't, I don't... I don't... First off, I mean, I don't think it should be against the law for those people. So That's I mean, not what like, I asked. They're, they're free to do what they want to do. I'm not against that, okay? Do I support their message? Of course not. I mean... No, would you I, be willing to give them money simply because <laughs> they, can't material, they can't materially cause, you know, Nazism to rise to fruition or whatever it was you said about the division in Ukraine? Yeah, the government's going after them. Do so, you uh, support giving so, them money for their defense fund? 
so a government's after right. them, a murderous government. In, in, in so far as, in so far as I think good good is coming to the world by supporting them, I think that there would there are, there are some scenarios that I would probably think of. So why do one, you think good is coming to the world? Done, I mean, their sanctions I, hold on, hold on, are affecting. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Can I please finish my point really quick? Go ahead. Uh, just roll. So when we say support, like let me. I would be willing to, in the case of, I don't know if they were going before a Supreme Court or to uh, for their free speech, in that case, I would support them. And I think that supporting even a a like agency or like a, a firm that took that case to protect free speech might be a good use of that money, even if only for something like that on principle. If, you know, their interests somehow align with mine and they further uh you know values like that well you can I, personally I, I don't want give to. money to something like that money, but the wanna, the thing yeah, you I'm were actually weapons, what you were suggesting when you first called in is taking other people's money and sending it to ukraine you can send your own money to chris cantwell's uh defense fund and nobody cares nobody on the show gives a crap but why do you want to steal other people's money and send it to ukraine we, i just don't understand that just because you because, chose a side, like hold on, actually, actually it's something that doesn't involve you. Spending, spending money on these weapons actually helps grow our economy. Oh dear God! <laughs> I don't care if the if the economy crashes because we don't go to war. Requires war and bombs and guns and military spending in order to sustain itself. Then your economy doesn't deserve to exist. This is what's called the broken window fallacy, Dan. Have you ever heard of it? Uh me. Okay. You should go look it up because there's more than we're going to be able to uh, I can explain, explain it pretty here. quickly. Yeah, ahead, it's Bonnie. like a shop owner goes and sees that his uh, window is broken and he says, oh, good. Now I can spend the money to fix it and I'm giving that money to the uh, economy in general. That means that I'm boosting the economy and that's just not how it works. His economy, The economy would be better off if his shop wasn't broken and he got to use his money to make his cakes he was selling or whatever he was doing before. it It's not a, a net plus for his window to get broken so that way he can pay somebody to fix it for it the economy. It redirects money. No. That, that it, hold on, Danny. What it does is it redirects money to the politically connected weapons manufacturers that otherwise productive people would have used to produce more valuable things that people actually want rather than bombs and guns and death. And you're the one supporting bombs and guns and death here. Okay, can I make a case for that? Please? Yeah, let's hear the case for, for bombs, bombs, guns, and, guns and, and death, death being used against uh, okay. peaceful people. So, so in order for... Uh, the system we have today to work, we kind of need at least some sphere of the world to work, you know, as like a, as a number of Western style liberal democracy. You mean to dominate and, people? Hold, hold on, Ian, can I just finish my point real quick? So in this, there's going to have to be something necessary to protect that order. And the United States military is the thing that actually protects Western-style liberal democracy across the whole globe and keeps many Americans employed doing it. Wow. it Are you really keeping also, a straight face while you're saying that? I am keeping a straight face. You really Take believe that? Yes. 
you really believe in total dominance as far as the United States using violence against a sphere of the world to keep a system in place so somebody can keep their precious little military job? Not just so someone can keep And you're willing to make it so no, people so die to support this. Western-style liberal democracy isn't, isn't worth killing people over. It's not the best system in the world. There's- but even if it was... That it, the free market would cause it to be secure. Why would people? Right. Why are people mm-hmm. coming after a free market liberal democracy? Well, why yeah. is it an enemy to people? Well, yeah, and and if it's so great, why do you need guns and bombs to make sure that it sticks around? Shouldn't it just stick around on its own volition because it's helping people and making them wealthy? There's more coming up here. You can join us. Uh, it is Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Some of the chatters on YouTube are accusing the last caller of being a plant. Yeah, I'm loving it because, Dan, it means you did such a terrible job of making your case that people are like, there's no way Can't this person real. is serious. <laughs> <laughs> Bonnie and Aria and Ian made that person call in just to make them look like they're so much less dumb than that caller. No, if there's ever a setup call, I will say we, you know, we've invited this person to call in. Uh, I will always, you know. Well, that wouldn't be a setup call. Well, that's what they say when when somebody's a plant. That's the term to mean that we've set that call up. We did not. Uh, that caller has a history of calling Free Talk Live. He has not called in. He's he's not a frequent caller. He's not like a Sarah or something, but. I recognize him because there's not that many Dans from Nebraska. First of all, we don't get many calls from Nebraska Yeah, at all. that's true. And there's, so he's the only Dan from Nebraska that, that calls the show. And, and now we know that he's the only caller, to my knowledge, who would defend killing people so that way he could keep his military job in Nebraska. Yeah, and he used to be like a libertarian kind of incel type, if I recall correctly, years ago. Maybe he was... Maybe he wasn't libertarian, but he was, I feel like he was, it's been a while. And then he got himself his first girlfriend in college and completely went hard left. Because she was? Uh, presumably. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, and so, th- and so there you go. I mean, that's, that's basically all of the talking points. If you were, ju- if you just that was in. hard, right? That was neocon nonsense. That's, well, the, that's what the left has become. Yeah. Because if you follow Keynesian to its like logical conclusions, then that's what all he was doing. Like Keynesian economics that Paul Krugman, the left leftist promotes. If you follow it to its logical conclusion, it is, well, we should have wars and the United States should be a dominant causing wars for our economy. Yeah, total nationalism, too. I mean, I know that. We know that because mm. we're libertarians. We thought this stuff through. But the people on the left aren't supposed to sound like neocons. Yeah. They're supposed to be better at dressing up their arguments so that they sound like Barack Obama, who said the same stuff as you know Mitt Romney and George W. Bush. He just said it in a much nicer, more liberal-sounding way. And this is why I love Jeremy Kaufman's new video where he came out and said, we're, we need to make the bombs more gay because right. he's making that point. Where and the liberals are freaking out over that video, by the way. Did you see online. that, Ario? Of course I Yeah. Oh. I loved it. Yeah. I endorsed it. <laughs> yeah. The, the, because I knew the liberals were going to come out and say, no, you, Jeremy Kaufman's homophobic oh, yeah. or transphobic. I'm like, no, no, he's Ridiculous. not. I, I'm friends with him. He's not. <laughs> so now they can't say that. Well, they'll say it anyway. Yeah, but they'll be wrong. You're not part of the collective. wrong. 
So uh, anyway, that's that's uh, Dan there in Nebraska. I, I considered holding on to him, but he can call another night if he wants to keep making his uh, talking points about the Ukraine situation. Uh, because the thing that you know that surprises, I think, a lot of people about the shift from the left is back in the George Bush administration, people on the left were anti-war, and so I think a lot of people still believe that people on the left are anti-war. And no, they weren't during Barack Obama, and they certainly aren't now. And they aren't even trying to sound compassionate in any way, shape, or form. They don't care about the lives of the Russian people who are being affected by these sanctions. The fact that uh, you mentioned YouTube, I think, I don't know if you mentioned it online, but the, the, you follow a Russian girl on, on YouTube. I'm surprised they even let her broadcast because they've already demonetized uh, all Russian YouTube well, she channels. she does say that she can't get her money out of it yeah. now. So the, does she put up like a Bitcoin address? Yes. Okay. Good. Actually, oh, both nice. the Russians for her. Nice. That Very I follow nice. have Bitcoin addresses. That's yeah. really awesome. That's a positive development. So yeah, I mean there are some positives in this situation, and we've been talking about the the dollar's dominance on the planet is on the way down as a result of these sanctions, and they did it to themselves. They did, know? and you know we had a caller call in uh, several weeks ago say that you know. They thought that this was being done intentionally, that the U.S. government was going out of their way to destroy the U.S. dollar. And I disagreed. I was like, no, they're just incompetent. But as I look around, I'm like, you know, he, that caller was right. They could not more effectively have set out, have destroyed the USD mm. if they had tried. Oh, they're going to try. I mean, this is it's clearly they're they were done, trying. Right? Like, this is what the United States government did. They could not have been more effective at destroying the USD if they had done it intentionally. Mm-hmm. Like everything they've done in the last three years has has been done seemingly with the single-minded goal of destroying the USD. Well, that's the question. Is this being done intentionally or are they just that incompetent? How could it not be intentional? That was my, th- that was my thought then. I was like, no, they're just incompetent. But I've come around, dude. This has to be intentional. There's mm. no way they're this incompetent. They're smarter than this. I know they're evil, yep. but they're smarter than this. They know what the results of this inflation will be, and of blockading Russia and allowing other companies to buy or other countries to buy Russian oil, but not in USD. They know, just like we do. We're not smarter than they are. They they know these things. They're just doing it anyway. Dmitry Medvedev, the former Russian president, now deputy chairman of the Russian Security Council, says that confidence in reserve currencies is, quote, fading like the morning mist, unquote. And the prospect of abandoning the dollar and euro in this role does not seem like an unrealistic prospect anymore, he said. Quote, the end of the sorry, the era of regional currencies is coming, unquote. I like that a lot better. I, I like competing regional currencies around the world as opposed to just one reserve currency. Right. You want to do business with Russia? You're going to pay them in the ruble. But you know? I think there's value in having a universal currency. And, and that is Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. That's what I was getting at. I think this is probably going to be really, really good for Bitcoin in the long I run. I hope so. Yeah, and the rest of crypto as well. Uh, and and by the way, another story here uh, that's related, RT pointing out that uh, the Kremlin spokesman Dmitry Peskov has indicated that all of the nation's energy and commodity exports could be priced in rubles. They haven't said for sure that that's going to happen yet. Now, obviously, as 
people who believe in the free market were against that sort of thing, right? Like if you are if you're running a Russian business and you want to take dollars, you should be free to. If you want to take the sure. the Chinese yuan, you should be free to. But of course, Russia is not a free country, and they may indeed mandate that everyone in Russia start to do business in the ruble. That the ruble is Russia's currency. Correct. Okay. So that's the. Other I'm kind of surprised they haven't already, but I guess. That's true. They do sort of have an open market for currencies, at least at the moment, where they do have the official currency. But like here in the United States, you can accept other forms of currency as well. Even before uh, the invasion of Ukraine, Russia, even Putin, I think, was considering uh, allowing Bitcoin to be legally used. But they wanted to, you know, regulate it and everything. But they were considering integrating it into the banking system in russia they want to regulate it but i think in the long run they're going to see that its value is in the fact that they can't regulate it right they're going to russia's going to see it the u.s is going to see it all of these competing regional currencies are going to see it as you know sort of a universal way of translating a a figure from rubles into usd mm. and using it as a a, a reserve currency a, a currency a medium of it exchange truly is much better at holding value than any government money i mean over, over time it has gone upwards and government money has go down medvedev the former president just to wrap this up he says no matter if they want it or not they'll have to negotiate a new financial order and the decisive voice will then be those countries or with those countries that have a strong and advanced economy healthy public finances and a reliable monetary system and not with those who endlessly inflate their public debt issuing more and more pieces of paper into circulation which aren't backed by national wealth Dude, just Sing. add the United States next time, man. Sing. All right, there's more coming up here. Uh, we got more on the people of the United States that can't even make it to a next paycheck. It's Free Talk Live. You can join us here. 603-283-6160. That's the number. 603-283-6160. And joining you here tonight, you've got Ian. Arya. And Bonnie. Uh, phones are open. You can take control of the airwaves. That's kind of what we do here on Free Talk Live. We've been talking about economic-related things tonight, focusing on more of the world economy and the dollar dominance that may be coming to an end. And you're certainly welcome to comment on that or whatever happens to be on your mind. We've also talked about Internet etiquette, so again, just kind of all over the place here tonight. Uh, but, uh, Aria, you had a story that's a little more close to home with uh, the people in the United States. We've been sharing news about how, obviously, inflation is affecting people. The, the, sure. Uh, the inflation, of course, for those that don't know, is an increase in the money supply, which does tend to lead to rising prices and makes life more difficult. People's wages don't keep up with the rising prices, and so, therefore, it makes uh, the living standard or it makes it uh, harder to you know, buy the things that you want to buy, and standard of living goes down. So, now, we had a story recently about 64% of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. And yeah, now well, got- I've got good news, right? That's no longer the case. You don't have good news. No, it's bad news. It's worse news. Because now they're not making it to their next paycheck. One in five Americans are now running out of money before payday, Mm. according to this new survey. So it's a bit worse than being paycheck to paycheck, which is already bad. Right. But now they're not making it to their next paycheck. From gas to groceries, sewing prices are straining households across the board. More than three quarters of working Americans said inflation has impacted their finances over the last year, according to a report by Salary Finance. Sadly, 
most of those Americans probably don't know what inflation is, so they probably mm-hmm. don't know what's actually impacted their finances. They probably think, oh, higher prices have impacted it. Those corporations. Russia. Yeah. Oh, those, Russia. Mm-mm. Yeah. Those greedy fat cats on Wall Street. While wage growth is high by historical standards, it isn't keeping up with the increased cost of living, which is rising at the fastest annual pace in about four decades. Yeah. When wages increase at a slower pace than inflation, which is always. Let's rephrase that. When wages increase at a slower pace than an increase in prices, paychecks won't stretch as far. Because it's not inflation. Inflation is not the increase in prices. Inflation causes. Of course, this is the mainstream media. So they're going to paint inflation as being an increase in the prices. But yep. And I think it's not because they're being dishonest. I just think they don't know what inflation is. They don't. They think, uh, they think uh, a currency that is decreed to be the currency of the land is a flat currency. Right? Mm-hmm. They don't know the difference between a fiat and a flat currency. Now workers are running out of money faster. Roughly 20% of employees regularly ran out of money between paychecks. Up from 15% last year, according to the survey of more than 3,000 working adults in February. I'm shocked that it was 15% last year. Mm. That's more than one in 10 Americans not even making it to their next paycheck. As a result, about one quarter of those polled said it's harder to afford necessary expenses and one third are unable to build savings. Issues that are particularly problematic for low to moderate income workers. That's, That's incorrect entirely. What do you mean? Two-thirds of people are unable to build savings because it's roughly two-thirds of people who are living paycheck, paycheck to, to paycheck. paycheck. And if they're living paycheck to paycheck, that means they have no savings. In theory, that's what that should mean. Low earners funnel a bigger share of their budgets to transportation costs and other staples like food and energy relative to wealthier households, Correct. data shows. And I mean, that's, that's yep. a tautology. Further, people with $50,000 or less in annual income already have thinner margins between the money they take home and what they spend. While no one is immune to recent price spikes, smaller income households are feeling it most because they have less of a financial buffer, as we've talked about here on the show before. That's, wow, it just, it seems like it should go on quite a bit more than that, but that's where the article ends. But they're absolutely right. I mean, these people, they were already living paycheck to paycheck, right? And now their gasoline is almost 100% higher than it was a year ago. I don't remember what gas prices were a year ago. Because it was two-something at one point. I tend to not pay attention to gas prices because mm-hmm. I'm going to have to you buy have gasoline. To pay for it. I know, so, that's always been my problem. Yeah, so it doesn't make much of a difference to me what gas prices is. But it, the other day, I was like, well, I just I had like a three-quarters of a tank. And usually that's like $10 worth of gas or something. But no, mm-hmm. it was $20 to finish topping yeah. it off just the last quarter of a tank. I was like, man, this is not right. Mm. And I'm not living paycheck to paycheck. I can't imagine how bad that's hurting people like like, like my sister who do live paycheck mm-hmm. to paycheck or who aren't making it to their next paycheck, who are instead, you know, getting out these payday loans or whatever. Oh, bad plan. I had a friend recently ask me about payday loans. I was just like, look, how much, how much do you need to make it to your next paycheck? 60 bucks. Oh, okay. Here's 60 bucks. Don't, You're don't, never going to see it again. I know I'm not going to see yeah. it again. Right. But yeah. she's, this is my friend. I don't care about yeah. that. The friend's not in debt as a result of this. And that's, that's worth it to 60 mm. bucks to me to keep a friend out of debt. But these payday the loan places, is they the, take advantage of that. Yeah. The, the problem, look, I'm against the payday loans because they're insanely, you know, the, the, the rates are nuts. But the problem with loaning money to friends is you'll lose a friend. Well, this a wasn't, a, I didn't look at this as a loan, right? This is a gift. It's charity. Okay. Yeah, as long as you as long as you're going into it with 
that there's intention. no other way to look at it because yeah. yeah yeah if you expect to get it back and you don't you you lose a friendship yeah you absolutely will so it's nice if it gets paid back but right i, I never expect that so. that's a good point i think if they're your friend they're worth more than 60 bucks if you know you want to help them yeah that's a that is definitely a good point of course you know at some point uh when do you stop right like is is it going to be every week that they come back for right. uh, 60 bucks a week you know at that point and then you find out that they're doing drugs i'm not saying that that's right. what's happening or just in this, not managing their money case. properly or whatever yeah. but i mean in this case okay sudden increase in gas prices or whatever yeah. i totally get it yeah i don't think i could be doing uber eats right now with four dollars uh four dollars and fifty cents or whatever the heck it's at well i don't know what it's at mm. in texas either but I wonder if they're doing anything for like a stipend, if they are increasing their rates and, and giving, you know, paying higher because of that. That's... I do a fair bit of DoorDash and I will say, well, really? I, I don't drive. For oh, okay. I mean, I oh. Order you order. Yeah, yes. I was like shocked. <laughs> and the default tip has almost doubled mm. from what mm. it was like four months ago. So I don't think they're doing a stipend, but okay. the average tip has increased by 100% or so. Like wow. used to be, if you wanted to order from McDonald's, I don't order from McDonald's, but if you do, it defaulted to a tip of like $3 or something like that. Now it defaults to like $8. Huh. Maybe they realized that the tips for for somebody bringing food to your house should be higher than the tips for someone br- walking over to the back of the kitchen and bringing food to your table. I think that mm. people think too much like they're eating out. So like if, you know, I don't know what, I mean, okay, I, I hate to be one of those people that are like, people need to tip more because it's like, it depends on your service, yeah, but I'm doing the best I can to get from this pizza place where I waited forever for them to bring out your pizza or they had some issues and then I had to drive to your house and bring you food. Uh, anyways, in, in New Hampshire, people tip really good for Uber Eats, but mm. in Texas, sometimes I'd be like driving to get someone's food and then driving it to their house and they'd give me like a $2 tip and I'm just like, I don't and understand. And 40 minutes or Yeah, something, I don't right? understand how that's possibly okay in your head. You know what I mean? They don't You're know. right. They, they think tip equals 10%, right? Yeah, So yeah. if their order is $20, like, it's, it's $2 tip. No, that that's not the way it works when it comes to delivery. Yeah, you're driving and going and picking up someone's food. I just thought that was so crazy. But in for some no, reason wait, in the Northeast... On. Just to clarify, don't you also get some sort of a no. driving fee? Oh, well, yeah, but... It's or, that's like what covers your gas and right. stuff, and, and to okay. make it worth your time is good tips. I see what you're saying. And for some reason, in the Northeast, actually, especially in Maine, people tip so great. Like I was mm. shocked. I was like, I should leave Texas just for this <laughs> because people tip so badly in San Antonio, wow. but even worse in Austin. Yeah, and it's unfortunate because tipping is, like you said, it's something people don't really think about very much. People don't understand the differences between situations with uh, with tipping. They don't know what one thing should be versus another, and it's it's a very confusing. Uh, I don't know what the, to to call it basically, but it's something that exists in certain cultures. It doesn't exist in others. <laughs> hmm. So then you also have the cultural difference where somebody comes in from Canada where they don't have tips, like Canadians. Or Australia, are, they don't have tips. Yeah, Canadians are known for being terrible tippers because they don't have the habit mm-hmm. of uh, of tipping. Right. And then it's like, well, what do you tip when you're at the restaurant? Oh, everybody knows you tip, you know, twenty percent for good service. Well, these uh, people know these things, right? They just don't apply it. Like they don't. If they buy a two thousand dollar couch from Ashley's or whatever, they don't tip their delivery drivers ten percent on that. They don't. Know. They don't hand them two hundred dollars. So they know the ten percent rule doesn't always no, apply. They just not. don't care mm-hmm. about the average person. And it's because buying food from these services is like already expensive. So they're like, oh, I can't give you another ten bucks on top true. of that. That's yeah. so. the, the, All the fees on the, the deliveries are absolutely insane. Saying. There's more coming up here. Uh, you can share your thoughts with whatever's on your mind. This is Free Talk Live. 
Talk Live. You can join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. You can take control of the airwaves here on Free Talk Live. Whether you want to talk about the economy, inflation, people living paycheck to paycheck, or worse, people who cannot make it to their next paycheck without some sort of assistance. It's Ian, Aria, and Bonnie in the studio tonight. And you can join us online anytime. Just go to freetalklive.com. You can uh, download archives of the show there. Easy to access. You can also subscribe to our podcast. Go to feeds.freetalklive.com and you'll find there the links to our RSS feeds. That will make it easy for you to um, copy those links and put them into your favorite podcast client. Now, uh, Bonnie, there was a story you wanted to talk about tonight about uh, people who are upset about the quote-unquote elites. Is that right? Yes. Uh, this article is saying that the anger is misplaced that they have for the elites. I'm curious to hear about this because generally, like, I don't consider the elites to be a friendly group. You know, yeah. I think about like the World Economic Forum and Bilderberg when I think of elites, people who want to control the world and, uh, you know, siphon off as much value from the I mean, little guy as possible. Yeah, people to whom I'm a cattle. Yeah. Yeah, when I saw the title and then the, the subtitle, this is from Fee by Tom Mullen, I was a little uh, triggered. I was like, mm. why, why is it? Because I don't like the elites. It says, blaming elites is childish. It's time to put aside childish things. And I was like... What is he saying? But when I read it, I actually like okay. what he's saying. Let's get into it, because if he's talking about just rich people, then I've got no objection with people who've made their money through helping others actually get some some new value out of services or products or sure. whatever on a voluntary basis. So there's a difference to, to me between like a productive person and somebody that uses the state well, to get their way. Yeah, let's get into it. Yeah. He says, first, let's debunk a loudly trumpeted fiction, quote, corporate power. There is no such thing. Power is the ability to use force and violence with impunity. No corporation has that. Only the government has that power and only as much as the citizenry will allow it. That is absolutely not an accepted definition of power. I don't know, because in the marijuana becoming legal thing, somebody made a really good point to me and said that the government doesn't actually have power. Okay, so people were saying... If the states have the marijuana legal, but the federal government doesn't, the federal government still has the power to come in and, uh, you know, put your things or take down your businesses Mm -hmm. anyway that are selling marijuana. And somebody said they don't actually have the power if enough states do it because they literally don't have enough people to do it. You know what I mean? And they don't have enough support from the citizenry that it wouldn't back like like the backlash wouldn't be bad enough for them to do it. So they literally mm-hmm. don't have the power. Even if there are some words written somewhere that say that, they don't literally have the power. That's no, the reason they don't I'm get taken down. I'm just saying that power is a lot more than the ability to use force or violence or whatever it was they said without mm-hmm. repercussion. Power means a whole lot more than that. Like like a rich executive telling a girl, hey, you have to service me or you're not getting this job. That's That's an exercise of power and it doesn't involve any amount of Right, she could turn around and walk out the door. But he still very much has power. So to say corporations don't have power because they can't send an army into Russia or whatever, that's silly. Well, plus... That's childish. Well, plus, corporations absolutely do have power when they team up with the state. That's what he's saying, though. They only have the power because they're teamed up with the state. Well, he didn't say that. He He said said no corporation has has power. Only the government has power and only as much as the citizenry will allow it. 
Yeah. So, and he's also putting a dividing line between corporations and governments, and he's ignoring the fact that governments are corporations. So hmm. all governments are quote unquote incorporated. That's a thing. Hmm. Yeah. Leftists don't want to talk about that because leftists love to hate on corporations, and they never talk about how the city of Keene or the city of San Antonio incorporated on a certain date and they are considered a municipal corporation but going on yes very wealthy people have more influence over the government than everyone else you should have known that before you built a government with such enormous power to begin with and it was you who identify yourselves with the deceptively innocuous name we the people who constructed the monstrosity that now defames you there demands you take any injection it decrees and refrain from speaking any word or even thinking any thought that threatens it. You didn't build it all in one day. It took decades. But every brick in this edifice of evil was made of the same clay, invading the property of your neighbors to obtain what you believed was additional safety. Before each brick was laid, voices of reason warned you of the danger. You not only refused to listen, but to, uh, derided all who appealed to your common sense. It's one thing to disregard the morality of respecting the life, liberty, and possessions of your fellows. It's another thing. It's another to refuse to recognize the obvious results. Excellent point. I mean, a lot of these people, they were only in favor of these, these mandates and the growing government power because they thought government was going to do things that they liked, things that they approved of. It never even occurred to them that the power to, you know, drop a nuclear weapon on Russia on a whim would fall into the hands of some lunatic like Joe Biden or some babbling madman like mm. Joe Biden. <laughs> because they gave them the power. They I, gave their Republican buddies the power. And, I oh, meant whoops. to say Donald Trump. I don't know what the first name I said was, but I meant Trump. Hmm. Biden, Trump. What's the yeah. difference? <laughs> Says you told colleges and universities they too could charge whatever they wished, financed by loans Guaranteed by taxpayers. You were again outraged, not only by the artificially high prices, but the students' inability to pay back the loans. What did you expect? It doesn't take an advanced degree in economics to recognize these obvious cause-and-effect relationships. Anyone with a sixth-grade education and control over his emotions could spot them a mile away. Unfortunately, people meeting both criteria are in the minority. Sadly. So what I hear him saying so far isn't so much anything about elites— it's like, well, you get what you deserve because you asked for this. And is he saying that you wanted the elites to do these things with invading people's rights and privacies and, and freedoms? That's that's my take. Okay. He's like, hey, you were all for these things. I mean, you were all for, you know, mm-hmm. government student loans and all of this other stuff. Well, the consequences of this were predictable and people did predict them mm-hmm. and you ignored us. And now here are those consequences. And you're saying, oh, now college is an affordable Right. Because rich people. The exact same thing happened in health insurance. We're like, now health care is just totally unaffordable. I don't understand How why. That mm-hmm. It says one can trace the beginning of the problem as far back as one wishes. The Constitution itself was an enormous expansion of government power, passed much like the infamous Patriot Act, but even its powers didn't satisfy you. Throughout the following century, you participated with your banks in the fraudulent practice of fractional reserve banking, resulting in periodic panics. You didn't need government to protect you from these arrangements wherein you earned interest by foregoing use of your money while the banks lent it out were available to you. But you wanted to have your cake and eat it too. When the inevitable, inevitable result occurred, you screamed for the government to protect you. 
You have been warned as early as the first Congress against allowing the government to incorporate a bank. You were told it was unconstitutional and economically destructive by none other than Thomas Jefferson himself. You ignored the warning and supported the bank. Ditto the second version. Honestly, I think most people don't know jack diddly about what banks do and how they do it. Hey, I didn't really uh, know what fractional reserve banking was until Al Stone told me. They don't teach you in government school anything about banking. No, and we don't even have a fractional reserve banking system anymore. Anymore. The, yeah, they got the, rid of that the reserve COVID. Got, yeah. They made it worse. Trump did. Trump got rid of that, right? Yeah. yeah. He made it even worse. You were again provided loud and vociferous warnings against the Federal Reserve System, a scheme that transfers wealth from everyone in society straight to those elites you were always complaining about. But you supported it overwhelmingly because it promised you safety from the aforementioned panics caused by your own refusal to accept reality. And yeah, nobody alive today did that. But Yeah, I was going to say, he's, he's talking well, to he people said who he, are... You can go back as far as you want and the same thing has been happening, is yeah. what he's saying. But he's talking to people who are alive today, because obviously people who are alive when the Federal Reserve was founded are almost all completely dead at this point. Uh, this was, we're talking about 1913, if I recall correctly. Yeah, that would have to be at least 108 years old. Yeah, so he's talking to people who are alive today and blaming them for what happened 100 years ago. I mean, I'll give him a pass on that one. Says the history of rewarding tyrants and vilifying benefactors is long. The Federal Reserve was conceived in secret by a cabal cabal of corrupt government officials and representatives of the Rockefeller and Morgan financial empires. Rockefeller had built his fortune honestly, foregoing larger dividends to reinvest profits in his oil company, resulting in growth for the company and decades of falling oil prices for consumers. When his competitors appealed to the government for help, you overwhelmingly supported breaking up Standard Oil. And of course, when he's saying you, he's not talking to anyone he's talking alive. About people in general. And that this lived is how they still, time. but this is how they still act. Yeah, I get that point. Resulting in higher and you're oil right, prices. A lot of those people would support the quote unquote breaking up of Standard, Standard oil. oil if it were happening today. Considering how his honest effort was rewarded by those it benefited, it's hard to blame Rockefeller for throwing in with the government in a scheme to make dishonest money at the same people's expense. Well, I think I can still blame uh, people for turning to the state. I understand, you know, if you can take control of the system, then I get why they do it, but I still blame them for it. You know, and you they don't are, make the system better no. or more moral? No, they're making it more immoral by creating money that you can print from uh, from thin air. Uh, we'll take that story, Bonnie. We'll put it up on our social media over at social.freetalklive.com for people that want to explore that a little bit deeper. We'll see you tomorrow at freetalklive.com.